Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
Let's stay together. Margie Joseph, big one right there from 1973. And welcome along. Yes, so welcome along to this week's Rendezvous with me, Curtis Powers, coming to you live from the soul of Brooklyn right here on The Face Radio and Totally Wired Radio. Uh, you can you can look at my face on Mixcloud Live and Twitch.tv. Welcome along. And this week, uh, I sat down with Sam Redmore this week to chat about his new album, Universal Vibrations. It's out now on Jalapeno Records. Uh, plus, we've got a, a brand new track to premiere for you that's not on the album. I'm sure that name, Sam Redmore, is very familiar to most of our listeners. And uh, it's just beautiful. And I'll also be... Uh, had a chat with... Uh, Kelly Finnegan of Monophonics, Matt Stubbs of GA20, and Kendra Morris about the Sage Motel tour that ends tonight in Boston at the Middle East. We'll also announce the winner of that signed copy of the Mama's Gun album, Cure the Jones, before the end of the show. You can still jump over to our... Uh, uh, to the Instagram post make a comment uh, for a chance to potentially win I've also got some brand new music from Crack and Smack featuring Duran Jones I got a new one from Flevins Ghost Funk Orchestra and uh, a bit more so as always chat.thefaceradio.com Mixcloud and Twitch and I'm going to play this one taken from the With Love Volume 1 compilations from the Ad Libs. It's called Don't Need a Fortune Teller. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need no fortune teller Tell me about the lines in my hands Oh no, 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 no. I don't need no fortune teller Tell me about the countless grains of sand Uh-uh, baby No, 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 no. It's enough for myself uh-huh. It's somebody for me Somebody to hold me Somebody that's free to fall in love Somebody to hold me, somebody that's free to fall in love Ooh, 
Yeah, what a tune. What a tune that was. Uh, taken from that uh, With Love Volume 1 compiled by by Miche. Um, uh, that song from the ad-libs, Don't Need No Fortune Teller. And uh, we kicked off this week's rendezvous with Margie Joseph's Let's Stay Together. And I'm yelling at, uh, at my G-O-O-G-L-E as there's a little alarm going off right while I'm on microphone. So anyway, uh, so yes, so welcome along, everyone. I have some hellos to get through already. Uh, first of all, uh, big up to uh, Andy Davis for the last two hours here on The Face Radio and our man, uh, Dennis Horseman for This Is Funkaholic before him. And um, before me on Totally Wired Radio, big up to David Lynn, Music Without Labels, the legendary Kev Beetle with Mind Fluid, Bob Hill, the whole lot. It's always a great Sunday uh, for radio. So welcome along. I'm glad to be here with you. Uh, hello to... Uh, hello to Phil Colby, who's, uh, who's locked in. Um, hello to... Uh, my man, hello to Nick Corbin, who's uh, who is locked in driving up to Norfolk. I love, I love, uh, I love pictures like this. It's just, uh, it's just Nick making a funny smile um, with Poppy squeezing in between, saying, "Yo, Curtis, when are you coming back to the UK to give us a little pet, a little snuggle? Because you're going to drink some wine and sit on our sofa and fall out, and then I'm going to tuck up next to you. Pretty sure that that's how it generally goes." Uh, <laughs> hello to um, yeah. Well, that's the hellos there in the chat. Uh, also, hello to uh, who? Who are the early arrivers into the chat on Mixcloud? Uh, first one in the door, man Armands says greetings. Hello to you, mate. Hello to Tracy Green says, yeah, been looking forward to this show all week. Thank you, Tracy. Always a pleasure to be here with you. Lori Powers, my mom, says uh, she's tuning in for some tunes to warm up the Sunday. And um, yeah, um, Kelly Anderson, long time no see. Pleasure to have you. Disco Disciple, hello to you. And um, yeah, so uh, in this first hour, we're going to be uh, be bringing you a conversation I, d- I did with Sam Redmore this week, discussing his new album, Universal Vibrations, and uh, bringing you a brand new premiere of a new song, Not Heard. And uh, in the second hour, uh, we've got more music, and uh, we'll be bringing you a conversation with Kelly Finnegan, Matt Stubbs of GA20, and Kendra Morris. So it's a jam-packed show so don't go anywhere uh next one i got for you is from tanya maria it's called come with me Into my life, 
to Graham Hanlon. Welcome along, mate. Hello to Matt from New Orleans. Welcome, welcome. And this lovely, lovely slice of loveliness is Arnie Love and the Lovettes with the song Lover's Quarrel. Big, big tune. And in just a few minutes, I'm going to be bringing you that interview I did with Sam Redmore. Talking about Universal Vibrations, the album. Oh! 
Yeah. Lovely, lovely tune. Only love and the lovettes. The love... The lovelets. Uh, Lovers Quarrels, the song. And uh, got a brand new one from Crack and Smack featuring Duran Jones. It's called All for Love.
guest should be riding on a high right now from what's felt like a long-awaited release of his first album, Universal Vibrations, which came out on the 9th of September on Jalapeno Records to critical acclaim worldwide. Sam Redmore, welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Glad to. Uh, very, very pleasure. Very pleasure. Very pleasure to have you, Sam. Um, <laughs> very pleasure to be here. <laughs> so, first of all... Um, how do you prefer to be uh, known by your colleagues and the, and the people that listen to you? Yeah, I would I would describe myself as uh, I, don't, I suppose DJ, producer, remixer would be the would be the th- the three words. Um, I think probably at the moment I'm more of a producer than uh, the you know that that's the main focus and haven't been doing a lot of remixing over the over the last you know last few years um but the that's that's sort of where I where I built my name and I, st- I still am doing remixing um and yeah the DJing is a is a you know a con- has been a constant throughout and that's where that's where it all comes from in the first place yeah well i yeah i first heard um um, Sam Redmore's house party on Six Music some some years back. It's been quite a while now, and um, uh, and have, have loosely followed you since. And uh, tell us about this like metamorphosis from you know when you were I guess purely in that space uh, to what <laughs> to what that definition is of uh, what you call yourself now. Um, yeah, well, I've, I mean, yeah, that's um, it was quite a while back now, that, that house party mix. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think at the time I was, although I was dabbling in um, sort of remix, remixes and edits of things, and, and actually that's what that, that DJ mix, a, a lot of the stuff is sort of, you know, throwing together different tracks and, and seeing how they work. Um, so I, I suppose I started off DJing, um, uh, well, quite a long time ago. And um, and got into production from wanting to do edits and remixes or my own versions to play play when I when I DJ. Um, and so yeah, I guess when I did that, I was more um, heavily uh, you know spending spending a lot of my time was was sort of doing DJ mixes and um, editing and uh, mashups and things like that. Um, and. I don't know. I think it was, it's just a case of I, I, I did more. The more I did remixing of other people's tracks, the more I sort of believed a little bit that, that you know, that maybe I could do some, some of my own stuff from scratch and, uh, and, and, you know, it, and it could hold up alongside this, you know, other stuff that I think is, uh, is good. And, and, and I like, you know, the sort of stuff that I want to DJ with. Um, so I guess, I guess it was just a case of, um, uh, giving it a go and, uh, and and seeing what happens and um, yeah well I've, I've got an album now uh, <laughs> so something's happened I was going to say we're, we're, we're glad that you did um, what was it that actually drove you to complete that um, you know I think that um, and I'm curious to, to just understand how it ro- rolled out but uh, we've been receiving like the individual promos uh, on what now feels like forever and like in, te- in anticipation of like what would eventually become this this brilliant uh uh you know album what i don't know what got you to i don't know just do it <laughs> <laughs> i guess it's just the um the excitement i i like the most exciting thing for me musically is is when i play something out to a crowd and you see people react to something that you've done and so that 
uh, the first taste of I got of that was from DJing and just mm-hmm. playing out a, a good tune. And then the next step along is playing out my own version of something um, and it getting that reaction. And I suppose it's, it may be in a way it's, uh, it's, it's chasing that buzz and, you know, thinking, um, you know, is it, is it even more of a, uh, you know, even more satisfying to play something that's, that's entirely of your own out and, uh, and, and, and see people en- enjoy that. And I think once I started doing it and, and, and I often um, try out tracks that I'm working on in my DJ sets and see how they sound alongside alongside other things. I think once I started doing that and seeing that things actually uh, did seem to work and uh, you know didn't completely clear the dance floor or anything like that, then um, <laughs> then it, it, it sort of gave me a bit of a bit of a boost and um, you know made me uh, uh, thirsty for more really. Yeah, we we have um we have a lot of DJs that listen to the station and and obviously a lot of DJs on the station, um and you know we 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 kind of have a giggle from time to time about how, you know you, you see certain people with certain attitudes and and kind of the joke is like I mean you're a great DJ but at the end of the day you're playing someone else's music, what is that that thing that kind of happens in your brain where where you're you're essentially playing your own music like. You know, and, and to your point, you've not cleared the dance floor. What does that, you know, does that feel somewhat like a different level of satisfaction, I suppose? Uh, yeah, um, uh, personally, personally, it does. Yeah. Um, I think probably the first time that I played something um, that was one of the one of the tracks on the album, Nagu, was, was one of the first I finished. And so that's that's something I've been playing out for quite a long time. And I think um, the first time that I played it out, um because it's got that guitar that comes in at the start and once that that came in within a few seconds i had somebody coming up sort of rushing up to the decks to ask me what it was <laughs> and um and you know it's it, yeah <laughs> yeah it's i have seen people um you know shazam things and uh you know that, that isn't out yet and, uh, and i have a sort of uh you know smug little chuckle to myself knowing that, that they won't be able to uh pick that one up <laughs> But I suppose, uh, yeah. So just that, and um, you know, it's uh, there is a there is a satisfaction to um, you know to, to to seeing that and uh, and and knowing that it's you know it is my it is my product or my my work that's uh, you know that someone's reacting to there. Yeah, and you know, so you said Nagu was the the first one that dropped, and um, uh, you know, like I said, I felt like it was almost like every other week we had another tune from Sam Redmore, and I was like, whoa, this is getting this is getting deep. Was it something that was planned out as an album, or was it that you were just busy, busy boy in, in the in the studio, just banging out bangers? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, pretty much. Um, it, I, I don't think I was. I wasn't sort of consciously thinking, right? This needs to be an album, and uh, and and working on each individual track with a with a view to it being anything anything bigger. Um, it's kind of just a case of 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 when I'm working on on its track putting everything into that and making it as good as it can be and then 
um yeah once i had once i had enough tunes together that um you know that could come together and constitute an album um it was it was only really then that i started thinking um you know oh looks like looks like that's what i've actually got here you know <laughs> yeah well uh, you know personally i think you've managed to create a a musically culturally diverse and and complex party album dare i say <laughs> um how did you manage to to arrive at at a party with so much substance i should say to be honest i, th I would say the um some of the the more complex things um credit just goes to the musicians that i've got playing on the record mm -hmm. um so um there's a guy rory simmons who um he did all of the all of the horn arrangements apart from there's one track with renegade brass band but um apart from that one rory did all of the horn arrangements and the string arrangements on the album as well and um so he took my very uh very basic ideas and made them into something you know into quite intricate mm. you know brilliant banging banging parts and um you know there's been a lot of there's, there's a lot of um guest musicians on the album and, and, and different people playing different parts and and so yeah i think most of the stuff that i do is probably quite um it's quite basic and then <laughs> and then and then it's a case of uh, getting people who know what they're doing to uh, to spice it up <laughs> clearly like that was that was absolutely huge and you know i think that some of the best creation comes from people that that know how to work with other people. You've got uh, Lumi HD, Ellie Coleman, um, Mr. Alden Allen, Sanity, the Renegade Brass Band, Andrea Brown. How did you pick those collaborators and, and yeah. Yeah, so m most of them are um, people that I've known for, uh, most of them are uh, ba uh, based here in Birmingham where I live. Um, and I've, I've known them for a long time. Um, I actually used to, I used to um, promote a, a club night here um, it was a weekly Friday night thing, which I did for a few few years, and it was for the first half of the night we'd have um, live bands, uh, like local sort of up and coming live bands, and then the second half of the night it would go into uh, yeah I would DJ and maybe one or two other DJs would play as well, and that's actually where I'd know most of the people, most of those guests that you just mentioned there mm -hmm. um, played at the night when I when I was running that, and uh, and I've, I've sort of kept kept contact with a lot of them since then. Um, cool. so yeah, mostly, so mostly Birmingham-based um, musicians. These, yeah. So uh, 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 the vocalists, they they all are. I mean, Ellie Coleman lives in um, London now, but she's mm. I know her from Birmingham, mm -hmm. and yeah, they're all they're all here. And then a lot of the from that night, in fact, um, and and connections through the venue that I used to run that night at. Um, that's that's where I got the percussion guys from. That's where um, uh, Chris Mappy plays bass. Um, a keys player as well. All of these are—they've come through the night, basically. Wow. So, um, I, you know, I didn't realize it at the time when I was booking them, but uh, I, I was uh, subconsciously building up my uh, <laughs> my address book for uh, for when I might need for them your the album. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, I, there, there's something special about you know. I think music scenes and and things like that. And I mean, clearly now, um, I would imagine that that this document that you know you've released is like properly opening the door to um you know you, you don't sound like uh like this is your first run you know what i mean like uh it just the level of of everything to this album is is, is so extraordinary because of that kind of that that attention you're receiving now like are there any producers or artists that you'd be keen to collaborate with in in you know your next projects that you've got going on 
Um, yeah, um, absolutely. I'm always, always sort of looking and thinking about um, who might be good to uh, work with in the future, and especially with this one. Um, having come from the remixing background where it was it was basically just me working by myself mm-hmm. to then doing the the album and, and getting loads of other people involved it's certainly got me um, you know enthusiastic and excited about working with other people um, so yeah I've actually although, the, although this album's only just come out I'm I am working on stuff for the you know for, for a, the second album and um, so I already got a couple of um, of collaborations lined up that I'm uh, that I'm happy to you know to to, to be doing and then um uh yeah there's some people who are on this album that I, I would like to do some more stuff as well with anyway yeah was there anyone in particular that was exceptionally exciting for you to work with that contributed to this album um well i would say that um uh, rory um rory simmons mm-hmm. who, who i've mentioned with the horns and the strings um it was super exciting every time i got any sort of recording from him so um Usually, what what we would do, I'd I'd like knock up. I'd have quite a basic demo together with some. Um, it might be some, like some basic ideas that I put together, just just playing in sort of MIDI horns or, or something like that. Um, but it was, it was it was like the the moment that I would get the email with uh, you know what he's then recorded at the other end and sent back <laughs> um, was was super exciting every single time because um, I knew that it would it, it, I knew that each time it would be it would be you know more than i you know in my wildest dreams i imagined the track would become and so um yeah although um you know although that's the every everyone who who i've worked with on it i've yeah i've been really uh into what they've done Mm -hmm. just for the sort of sheer involvement and you know sort of his presence throughout the album and uh and, and just the sort of the the majesty of the the work that he does um yeah i would i'd have to say rory was there anything in particular that was really inspiring or or influencing the creation of this this record? Um, I mean, musically, there's there's all sorts of stuff that I'm that I'm into, and um, and uh, it, all, it it all comes from you know my my love of 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 other people's music in the first place, and right. and so you know there might be artists or just individual tracks, even where it's it's. Uh, uh I, you know that i love and i just think it would be great to to try and do something that's like you know capturing a little bit of this essence um it never ends up sounding like what uh what i imagine it will do in the first place um but i suppose that's good because it, it sort of you know moves it away from from it being a straight copy as right, well of yeah. uh, whatever inspired you um but i mean um i mean quantic is one of the Ooh, main yeah. inspirations and um because with the um the the cumbia covers that we did with uh, uh tears and uh just be good to me although that's not on the album that's mm. you know it was one of the singles um they were the just the idea for doing this cumbia covers had come from uh you know quantic's got some great cumbia covers that he's done and Massive, um yeah 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 and just that that whole style of music is is something that that is is through his work and and that i you know come across it in the first place as well so um yeah certainly he's he's been one of the uh you know the, the big inspirations in that sense what is i guess what's on the horizon from this i mean obviously the album just came out and so it's 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 it pays it no service by trying to talk too far ahead in the future but uh what's next what do you got going on uh coming up in the near and then long longer future uh yeah well we have um i've got one more single um 
which is coming out on the 21st of October. I'm not sure whether this will go out before then or uh, mm. or, or after, um, but that's another collaboration with Lumi HD. Mm. Um, a track called Reach Out, which is, is not on the album, actually. So it's uh, yeah something that, that no one will have heard yet. And yeah, I guess it's uh, it's a soulful, soulful little number. You can have a listen to it if you like. How about that? Well, let's do it. Brand new Sam Redmore featuring Lumi HD right now. Which 
Reach Out featuring Lumi HD, brand new from Sam Redmore, and we're discussing upcoming projects. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I've got quite a few remixes that uh, I did a little while ago, but they've sort of, you know, be, they've been held up over time for numerous reasons. Um, things like uh, via things getting pressed onto vinyl taking yeah. so long these days doesn't help so bad um and obviously with the album uh, that was taking up a lot of uh, uh, you know a lot of my attention a lot of my focus so it was it sort of made sense to to you know hold some of these things back and put them put them out a little bit later so there's a record label um called canopy records mm-hmm. um that are um it's a guy sumo sui he's called um who set up the label and and it's it's basically um uh, digging into his obscure, uh, his collection of obscure seventies and eighties Af- West African gems. There's sort of disco, Afrobeat, high life, um, some reggae, all sorts. That, you know that he's got and that he's putting out, and he's um, reissuing the original versions of things, but then getting contemporary producers to do remixes or, or sort of remakes as as well to get, to go out with it. So um, I've done three remixes for them so far. Um, the first one just came out. Uh, a couple of weeks ago um and then we've got another one which is um i think february that should be should be on its way and i'm really excited about 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 those they're um they were amazing tunes to just to listen to in the first place but then to try and rework and and do something else as well um yeah it was really exciting and i think there's some uh yeah there's some some dance floor uh killers uh on the way nice (laughs) so i mean but you sound like the I said this before we uh, started recording this conversation. You sound like the busiest uh, man out there right now. Like, what what do you do? Do you have any downtime whatsoever? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. Well, I don't really, I suppose I don't really look at, um, generally don't look at making music as uh, as work. Like, I I do it for fun, you know. It's like, if I I have, uh, you know, say if I had a free day and I could do whatever I want, I would, I would choose to go and make music. You yeah. know, that would, that would be my, be my choice. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I've got, uh, I've got, a, I've got two, two young kids that, um, take up, uh, you know, a lot of time and attention as well. And, um, and, uh, then, you know, yeah, I am busy, especially with the, with the live band that we've set up as well. That's a new thing for, for this year. Um, but yeah, as I say, none of it feels like work. It's all, um, it's, it, you know, it's all enjoyable. That is a blessing. Um, I got to ask, what do the kids think of the music? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so there was a track that I was working on a few months ago and I was, I was taking them to, to school and, um, the eldest one, um, when we parked up, he said, uh, what was, uh, what was that song that was just on? And I said, oh, it's something that, I, that I'm working on at the moment. And he goes, oh, is it? And I, I said, yeah, yeah. What uh, What do you think? And he just goes, rubbish. <laughs> but you know what? You you wouldn't want any other answer, would you? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, you know, when I um, 
when I look when I when I think about the tunes that they are getting down to themselves, you know, I, I'm not sure that I want to necessarily be put in the same bracket as uh, as you know, Incy Wincy Spider and stuff like that. So uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I've I've moved on. <laughs> so lastly, you had mentioned um, you know the live band. Will you be taking this on the road? And and uh, where if so, where would we uh, where would we find you? Uh, yeah, um, there's hopefully plenty of uh plenty of live um stuff to to come um it's uh, you know being based in the uk it's it's uh it's, it's stuff around the uk in, in general um we've got something in uh bristol at the start of november mm-hmm. uh manchester at the end of end of november and then i think um early early next year sort of march april may should be getting um getting around and about all over the place so i think if you know if anyone is listening and and, and thinks they'd like to come and uh, come and see us live then um just uh, just keep an eye on my socials um you know instagram uh facebook bandcamp um i'll i'll, I'll put all of the stuff on there so uh so it's, it's easy to find us brilliant well the album is universal vibrations came out on the 9th of september you can uh i managed to Cup, uh, cup, one of the last copies on on Juno. That thing is. It seems like it's selling out of most places. So do yourselves a favor, get it while it's uh, while it's there. Um, Sam, you're you're an inspiration with uh, all the music you've been you've been making. It's uh, it's exciting and and fresh and and just makes you feel good when you hear it. So uh, thanks for giving it to the world and uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks very much for having me. And uh, yeah, glad to hear that uh, that it's uh, it's bringing joy to people. Yeah, nice one, ladies and gents. Sam Redmore. Take my stance in C 
sync, we move. No names exchanged. No previous plans. That's music. minutes left of this first hour instruments cds theater venues we reminisce on the days when music was so physical funny how what used to be so tangible transmutes to being digital from scrolls and papyrus notepads and pens typewriter to notes on a mobile device the format changes but doesn't change the essence of my lyrical expression no exorcism is needed when music is the source of my possession. Music is feelings of freedom in a time of oppression. Feelings of inner peace in times of aggression. Music can make a blind man see. Music is the wind. Can you see the dancing trees? Can you see the dancing trees? When rain falls and water trickles Silent sound vibration expands As the stone falls and the water ripples Music That's music With music Labels can be attached but Cannot truly be defined That which is felt Does not need to be spoken Nothing needs fixing when the rhythm is broken I hear the sound has woken. Many are called, but few are chosen. Magnetic pools of the moon influence the waves in the ocean. We flow like the river in the deep blue sea. That's music.
with Curtis Powers is brought to you by Art Gallery Clothing, a collection of mod-influenced clothing inspired by the 60s. Artgalleryclothing.co.uk Mod Cup Coffee, heralded by the Village Voice as the number one coffee company in Jersey City. Mod Cup brings soul to your daily life by delivering fresh modern coffee to your doorstep, starting at $16 per month. This is a modern world. Drink modern coffee, modcup.com. And Scooter Bottega, providing the best service and repairs for modern and vintage Italian scooters in New York City, 65 Union Street, Brooklyn, scooterbottega.com. Hi, how you doing, everyone? This is Ian Wright, and you're listening to The Face Radio.
Yes, Jake Riv featuring Saucy Lady. Make that change. Star Creature Records. The Saucy Lady was in here last Sunday. She's nice enough to drop me off a copy. And next up, this is a brand new one from Flevins called I Got Soul. Big tune that Flevins, I got soul, brand new here on the Rendezvous, the Face Radio, and Totally Wired Radio. I got a brand new one right now from Ghost Funk Orchestra from their album coming out called A New Kind of Love on Coal Mine Records. 
And after that, I've got a chat with Kelly Finnegan, Matt Stubbs of GA20, and Kendra Morris about the Sage Motel tour. Don't go anywhere. are joined by Matt Stubbs, Kelly Finnegan, and Kendra Morris. Uh, You're coming to the tail end of what looks like an epic month-long tour. So uh, tell us, tell us some stories. Let's see. You got these. I I feel like Kendra would have some stories. Mm. First and foremost, am I putting you on the spot, Kendra? (laughs) No, I mean, I got 
I got stories for days. Okay. I don't have any ghost stories. Actually, I do take it back. In me and my tour manager, Carrie, share a room. And in two of the motels we stayed in, the radio turned on by itself to white noise. Was it our alarm clock? Mm. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. We did it. We would just be sitting there. So I tried to do EVPs, which are electronic voice phenomena. I tried to actually have them on my phone. If you guys want to hear later. I tried to do EVPs and talk to the ghosts. And instead, and when I was listening back, I scared myself because my voice came on and said, who are you? And I jumped. So that was as close as I got to ghost hunting. This is off to a great start. <laughs> I, I don't have as many stories as usual because I actually haven't been able to explore many cities because this has been like maybe the most intense driving tour I've ever done. We're driving ourselves in a van, a sprinter. and I just looked at the van. We've done just over 10,000 we've done because we started in rhode island and met them in uh, san diego so we've done over ten thousand miles in like three and a half weeks so basically ah. every day as i wake up and we drive and do a gig and then drink and then go to sleep and then drive well i have something to say about that too i hope you don't mind me saying this matt but that is the only driver so matt all those drives matt's doing pat drives at night like if we have to go to the hotel, he does like the, if I have anything to drink, he's the driver at night. But yeah, I'll, I'll just do the day driving. I feel like Matt recently met someone who, in terms of stories, who was very interested in one of the band members of GH20. Oh, to the point that's of where <laughs> this woman was offering up herself to many people just to feel validated now i definitely don't want to make light of anybody's insecurities or the fact that some people feel like they need to go home with someone at night to feel good about themselves but this woman definitely was using language where she was not shy about her intelligence can you go into more depth with that please i mean <laughs> she had activities can, in mind for what is she for, like what kind she of had i mean she had things planned out there was there was you know, there was, I don't want to say it. Okay. We'll leave that <laughs> it, to the mystery. But I'll just say that that's one of the stories that stuck out to me because as people were talking about it, I just went, wow, that sounds like quite an event, this woman walking around to different people on the tour. Yeah, when someone said no, she went to every band member and, and, and everyone was like, no. She never came and asked me. <laughs> She's probably she's following, shy. She's following us on Instagram. I can, I can, I can show you her account. But I mean, that's a story that sticks out to me. I'm trying to think of any other good stories. I think we just mostly sit around with each other and talk about the usual trials and tribulations of what we're doing. What are you working on? What shows? This, that, you know, your merch, things like that with some personal items in there but uh we also just talk about how strange everybody else is around us that's pretty common in bands mm-hmm. oh yeah you got a guy in your band that does this i got a guy that does this so. <laughs> let me tell you well, i mean i could say me and matt didn't know how we'd feel about each other at first we never met each other and now we're best friends in the whole oh world. yeah they're very much they got a good thing going matt picked my nose the other night 
It was just for the photo, though. I wasn't doing it like secretly. It wasn't really. Let me. Yeah, no, it was just. It was just for the cameras. Yeah. But it was really nice. Thank you. <laughs> so collectively, none of you knew each other before the store, or had like gotten to know each other very well. No. Kelly and I emailed once or twice. Okay. Yeah. Funny. I had never Same. met Kendra. Me and Kendra hung out at my studio, but that was about six weeks before the tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've done some, you know, messaging on Instagram or via text, email. Same with Matt. And this feels like one of the bigger tours I've seen happen in a long time. Like this has been—is it collectively a month in total, or a little bit more than a month? It's, I think it's about a month. Yeah, yeah, it's like about 20, 24 shows. Has it at all been different than, say, like a pre-pandemic tour? Or I, I gotta say, like with this bill, the absolute coolest thing i remember like the first night in san diego you know we're playing the first slot and i was like i don't know if anyone you know just from the history of that like sad time in new york where you'd play the first slot and nobody would be there through the open and i was like in san diego i hadn't looked i hadn't i always i never go out before a show i mean i i literally don't i peed in a cup backstage in wichita because i won't go out (laughs) Sorry, too That's much right. information. But I mean, I remember in San Diego walking out, not knowing what to expect, and the room was packed from eight o'clock when we got on stage until Monophonics finished. Mm-hmm. And that that is how a venue stays successful. That is how bands create an ecosystem. That is that is the e- ecosystem of music. Like by like building out a bill where all the acts are a little different, mm-hmm. but can, but expose people. And it was just the most amazing thing because I was like, that venue is making money on their bar all night. Yeah. People are drinking from eight o'clock until one in the morning drinking and people are seeing, you know, maybe they can't, you know, they're seeing every band. If they never heard of the middle band, they're like going and buying that band's records or they're going to a record store. Or if they've only he- only heard of the last band, they're coming though. And then that leads to a great label. Yeah. And Coleman Farmer Chief is an amazing label for that reason. And it was a really like kudos to like a really, sm- a really well put together tour. And that's how, that's how it should be in music. Like all about teamwork and I, I say, like, to those venues in New York that close down, well, shame on you for putting us all against each other because that's not how you do it. Mm-hmm. Kendra for mayor. Yeah. Go on. I agree with Kendra in the sense of, <clears throat> I'm sure Mac can attest to this, especially being that, you know, GA20 is labeled, obviously, traditionally a blues band, but as a music fan, it's got a lot of depth and a lot more than just the blues. Yeah. <clears throat> but I'm sure he can, just like Monophonics can, you know, every promoter wants to stick a band opening for us, like another horn band, another six to eight piece band. I'm sure with him, it's like, oh, we got, we got this great local blues band. We got this. Right. It's nice as a music fan. It's nice as a musician on both sides of it to say, no, let's give people a variety. Let's give some, you know, people something different. I think that's what was very special about those Bill Graham days, those Fillmore shows, yeah. those shows at Winterland, where you had, I've said this tour is very much similar to a, you know, you have 
uh, Jefferson Airplane, and then Muddy Waters, and then Sly and the Family mm. Stone. Very interesting. Like you yeah. have this, yeah, that's like you cool. have this like three band build that's unique in its own right. Of you have Kendra and her amazing energy, and her band and her great songs, and sharing her catalog. You have GH20, which is a very powerful 45 minutes. You know what I mean? In terms of the, those guys, like Kendra has these beautiful peaks and valleys in her set, um, and 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 the GA20 guys, they really bring it. They bring it extra. Um, so, and that makes us step up our game to be, you know, closing out the night. So, it's it's really I'm really happy that we were able to pull this off and do this and everybody has made friends and been able to share this experience and we all live under this cool umbrella of being on coal mine. What's, what's the most interesting thing you guys have learned about each other uh, in these last three and a half weeks? Hmm, good question. I've never been on a tour where uh, I like everybody. Yeah. Like, I like everyone, not just the bands, but the crew. Usually there's a, one, at least one, but usually more than one, especially with this many people there's a yeah. lot of people on this tour oh. i get along with everyone in this tour so that... i mean there's 19 of us total yeah. so you would think there would be one person that everybody was like rolling their eyes at or like, <laughs> what a dread. Not... <laughs> i mean i feel the same way as matt everybody uh you know everybody on the crew everybody all the musicians everybody is really wonderful and lovely to get to know and you know, you have all this time to kind of pull each person aside and get to know them a little bit better each night. And it, it's really, it is a unique experience in that way <clears throat> because we will all three now be connected, uh, you know, from doing this, which is really cool because that's like going back to what Kendra said, that's important. That makes for a strong ecosystem, a strong community. And we're all, we all obviously embrace that work. There's plenty of pie for everybody, so I like competition is okay, but camaraderie is better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kendra, you had, you'd already mentioned the San Diego show. I was curious, some of the, uh, I guess, the best highlights of the, the tour have been so far. They have highlights for different reasons. Like, really, every city has been, to because I will say, when the tour was first being booked and, like, Casey sent us a Google folder of all the individual flyers, and I was just like, when I would see, look at the list of all the places, it was overwhelming of like, how am I gonna differentiate? Just like, cause just looking at the list, I was, or going through, I'd be like, my head was spinning. I'd never seen so, like thought individually about so many places across the United States. But really looking back, I mean, I kept a, I kept a diary this whole tour. Like, That's cool. Before I'd, like to, I'd like to read the chapter about me. <laughs> Every night, I try to write about that show. Just one chapter, right? <laughs> juicy, you guys. It's really juicy. No, but I mean, every because I wanted to remember every place and like, yeah, there was definitely some high, some places where the energy was like, like Denver was like. That was my favorite one. one yeah, was like I think we can like, all agree on Denver brought some magic that night. Yeah. But then also, I will say what was interesting, like I will bring up Vancouver and this isn't a dog on Vancouver, but I was really looking forward to the Vancouver show. I'd never yeah. been to Vancouver. The venue was in a really extreme. I'd never seen anything like this. It was on a street where the opiate, like the opiate crisis has exploded. It was like, I was trying to describe this to my mom. I was like, it's like Times Square 
the amount of people in Times Square, but everybody is shooting up, smoking crack, crack or nodding out. And the venue, Imperial Theater, was right in the middle of that. And so the energy from that, it was it was really hard to bring positive energy on a stage when you felt really, really like kind of like sad. Yeah. Like I might have seen a dead body, you know, and also like in my family, like opiate, like I lost, you know, I lost a family member to, you know, partially from that disease. So it's really hard yeah. for me. So it'd be hard for me to see that and then go into the theater. And that was, you know, I, I'm sorry. That was, a, that was the last show there. They, they, they closed after that show. What's up? Yeah, they closed that was the last right show. Yeah, the and last show there. after the show. So, I mean, even though it was not one of, and I was happy to bring joy to the people that came and paid tickets to mm-hmm. the show. And I still went and tried to put, you know, as a musician, that's your duty. Go and put 100% of yourself. If you get on stage, bring it no matter what. Right. I, I, I will say that was, but that, it's a, it's still part of the story of this tour. And I wouldn't take back a second of that because part of life is the ups and downs. You have to have the downs to appreciate the ups. But I mean, every, like every city really was, was totally different. Like Milwaukee was its own, like interesting, like everything was just like interesting. Like I, we all went to, we stayed in a casino and like Kelly and his crew came to the casino at the end and you know they're just all of them have their like like interesting stories so you all said denver though i'm curious uh what what was denver uh it was it was packed number one the whole audience had a lot of energy Mm -hmm. everyone was there i mean i think we all had a lot of fans for each band too i mean so obviously monophonics have the most fans at all the shows that's their torts they're headlining but that particular place i remember when kendra got on stage it was a bunch of people front row screaming they were waiting to see her awesome and uh we've always had good shows in denver so i don't know i think it was just perfect storm and that city they, they just they're ready always like there's no everybody wants to go party and see music there yeah, yeah. i mean la was really good too and so was san francisco i mean there, there, there was a lot of there's been a lot of great shows <clears throat> agreed definitely been a lot of great shows and uh, I think Matt just said a perfect storm. Um, Denver is a, they love their live music. They love going out. They love going in big groups and seeing shows. And the, But I, I also agree with Kendra that there's something unique and special about kind of each little experience you take away from most shows. Even if it's something that is not necessarily the most pleasant idea, um, what Kendra says resonates where it was interesting to, you kind of have this, place where we're all trying to you know we're trying to provide entertainment and play music for people who um that was a well-attended show so they came out and they knew you know they they were hungry for all three bands and it was interesting because when she speaks about the energy outside it was literally outside the front door curtis Mm. like if you walked outside of your station right now and there was just tent city you gotta go through yeah, tents to get was, into the door. That was the vibe mm-hmm. right outside the venue. It wasn't like walk down the street. It was right in front of you every time you stepped out of the venue. So that's hard. It, yeah, it is. It's a, it's a, you know, it's an interesting energy going back and forth between that and then inside where people are trying to have a good time. Have you good can't time. help but yeah. you can't help but feel just like man, this is kind of. And you said up. they shut the so, venue um, the day after that. Yeah, I think, I think it was like the next that week. We were the last show. Huh. But mm-hmm. because of that problem, I'm guessing. 
Yeah, a oh, lot of businesses yeah. on that street are closing, they said, because of it. Wow. Yeah. That's gnarly. I didn't see any violence, but they said it gets really violent there. I don't know. I didn't see any of that, but. Well, that's rough. Um, so flipping it, I guess, to. Go um... visit Vancouver. No, I'm just kidding. No. no, no. It's a beautiful. No, yeah. <laughs> so um, what are the things that you guys do to spend your own time uh, in, in the downtime or the travel time on this tour? The last two days has been really the first time I, I've had any. We, us up as a band really had a day off where we went, could go out. So uh, we went out to dinner. You know, we're in Asheville. It's great food here. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's time, I like to run. I haven't run much this month, but um, that's it. I mean, this, this has been a very busy driving tour for us. I mean, I think the Monophonics, they're lucky they have a, a crew, so they drive through the night. They have a driver, so I think they have a little bit more time in each city probably before the show mm-hmm. on show days, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Def- definitely have more time. Uh, I like to usually get up and go for a walk and find coffee. Um, I guess just walk, kind of just walking and getting some space alone or calling, you know, your, some, some friends or your loved ones, your, your partner kind of just connect with them back home. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of it. Just try and get out and move your body around a little bit, get some fresh air and just get some time, you know, with no distractions, no people. Cause it is really, like we said, 19 people. Yeah. Wherever you go, like once the show starts, wherever you go, there's either noise or people. So, um, mm-hmm. you someone's always opp- looking for you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. When you have the opportunity to just for get away and get get some quiet time, it's nice. I was going to say that private space sounds so valuable on, on a tour like this. I, yeah. I was my parents a couple years ago taught me dominoes, and it's such a fun group game because you can really like get your aggression out on people too because you're it's everyone for themselves when you slam it down what's up when you slam that domino down yeah so i taught my whole band dominoes and when we've had like days off because we've gotten a couple airbnbs we've gotten now everybody's really into it like last night we played five rounds and you know you get to really see like who's like you know who's really the like the asshole and so <laughs> that's been really like fun who, who won who won, who won the five rounds what's yeah, that who won who, who won primo won the five rounds primo had been sneakily getting all the lowest scores and primo cleared everyone evan thought that he won everything so that was the funniest part evan was like i won because he won two games and then we tallied the scores and evan actually came in third and primo had been secretly winning Dang. So for those of us that know yeah. nothing about dominoes, what characteristics makes someone the real bad man? The person who basically has no, like, because you can really choose if you want to help someone in dominoes or basically really screw them. Oh. So someone who is just slamming down, like, holding back, holding off on, like, you, on numbers. And it's called jamming mm-hmm. when you, like, have a double and you lay your double down because no one can go until they free up that double yeah and the so double. You see someone about to win and you throw the double down and you've been hiding it and so there's a lot of like cussing that goes on i'm <laughs> i'm a poor winner and a poor loser like if i win i'll like carry on about it for a week and if i lose like i'll like do something bad to you so i don't know what that says about me so be mindful <laughs> yeah i want to i still i've been wanting to teach the other bands 
mm. because it's, it's a fun thing to bring on the road with you. Are you guys into that? Are. Oh, I love it. Yeah, maybe teach. Yeah, I've been playing dominoes since middle school, so let's Ooh. let's do it. I hear yeah, competition I brewing. It's on. It's our last week. See who the real winner is. Dominoes. <laughs> Very intimidating. It's the Sage Motel Dominoes Championship. Could have made a tour poster with dominoes on it. Trademark, yeah. <laughs> have there been any great shops or restaurants that uh, as you were traveling, you're like, whoa, this place blew my mind? I had a great I had a great cocktail last night. I'm looking up the name of it in Nashville. Storm Run Bar. Rum bar Storm here in Nashville. All right. Very good. Very good uh peppercorn syrup margarita. You heard, you I heard gotta uh, shout out Mother's Bistro in huh? Portland because they always take care of us. It's a great breakfast and brunch lunch spot. We went to an awesome pub in Vancouver or out we stayed outside of Vancouver and it well, the food was okay, but our service, we are our waitress, like, she was amazing. She'd probably worked there for 50 years. And we all, like, had fantasized what her name was. Like, I think one of us said maybe her name was Kimby. <laughs> I said Bar. We were all voting on her name. And then she became, like, our best friend. And we just, like, wanted to hang out with her all night. And she was telling us how her son was, like, a pro snowboarder. And she'd smuggle him over the border in a space. <laughs> That's what I would do. So that's one of my favorite like memories of stuff. I also had pretty good boiled peanuts at the gas station yesterday. Good. And I had good A and W root beer float. That's that's what my diet consists of mainly. Yeah, you you mentioned you like sweets. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, that's good. You're getting it in. And we're in Asheville, North Carolina, and there's supposed to be a lot of good barbecue specifically and a lot of good mm. food around here so i'm definitely going to be dabbling in the next 24 hours in my opinion carolina barbecue is the best i don't uh i don't ah. do that sweet sticky stuff from memphis it's all about the vinegar tomato based carolina barbecue there you go, there you go. okay i like but it something kendra said uh reminded me of a story and when you're in new york city two reasons to to visit it if uh, if you're able. Uh, there's a place called Veselka. It's on 2nd Avenue and 9th Street. It's a, yeah. it's a Ukrainian restaurant. Um, it's been there for ages. Amazing food, et cetera, et cetera. But for years, we used to go there. Um, and similar, there was a guy who used to, he, he bust, and he's this giant, giant guy. And we we're like, between friends, we were like, that's Igor. And we always called him Igor. And then one day we asked one of the servers, we were like, What's he called? Oh, that's Igor. I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was a result. But he he just wore Igor on his face. And uh, so big up Igor. Veselka, New York City. Veselka on 9th and what? 9th and 2nd Avenue. It's so good. Yeah, it's you so got to go. Yeah. Okay. Veselka. It's so hard when you're in New York for basically less than 24 hours. Yeah. Because there's so many good restaurants that you've gone to, you know, previous trips, previous tours. So it's a it's a tough one. It's the decision to go. Do I go back to something I like, or do I go mm-hmm. find something else new that I'll love because it's New York and it has everything? So that's what? very Larry David, though. You don't want to chance it. You want you don't. You got one meal. <laughs> yeah. You don't want. Thank you. 
See, that's why we always go back to Matt. He has the the rule book of Larry David. Don't want to risk it. You want it one day. You got to have a good Stick one. Stick with the sandwich. Yep, that's true. And I think that might be soup dumplings and on the Lower East Side. Might have there to take the trip mm. get those. Okay. Well, so uh, you're about to end your tour. You ended on Boston. Uh, this is actually broadcasting on Sunday night. So tonight, you will be ending your tour in Boston. What, if anything, will be different about uh, the last night of tour? Mm. Nothing. It's, it will be the best show out of all of them because it's the last one. I think it'll be bittersweet. <laughs> I think it, I get really like sad at the wrap up of. I mean, it's like summer camp ending. I think it's going to feel a little sad and also, not on stage, Kendra. Not yeah. the back. Not, not for the not for the people. <laughs> I'm gonna. Oh well, for the people, it'll be cool. We're gonna yeah. be. <laughs> we love you, America. <laughs> Yeah, no, it'll be, I think it's going to be one of the best ones. I think it's going to be a, a nice combination of, you know, everybody will be, it'll be bittersweet. It'll be the last show. We'll be, you know, departing the next day from each other. But it's, you know, around from where GA20 is from. They're from Massachusetts and Boston. Yeah, that's that's our hometown show, yeah. We haven't played... We haven't played there in a year, so almost. Yeah, there. and Kendra's been touring the East Coast for a long time, and we do well in Boston. So I think our combined, just you know, the three bands with their fans and the people that want to see the show, it's going to be great. And then we're playing at the Middle East, mm. which is a pretty infamous, you know, Boston, yeah, Cambridge venue. And I know it's closing mm. soon. And um, I think there's there's multiple for multiple reasons. It's going to be a good night. Yeah. Well. It's been really great chatting with you all. Um, what is the, I guess, the most uh, of this whole thing? What are you most looking forward to? And then I guess also not looking forward to as, as this thing comes to a close. Just being able to do it for one more week. And we're going to be hitting some really cool markets. Uh, D.C., you know, specifically D.C., New York and Boston. I think it's going to be fun to finish in those three places. Uh, just getting to enjoy Kendra and GA20's set a few more times and just have that last week to kind of connect, you know, just keep connecting with people and what this opens the bigger conversation for, especially in just specific markets is we got to get the coal mine showcase going Mm. because we're just three of like a very large roster and there's a lot of great bands and a lot of great artists and, and, and hopefully this will entice a promoter or some promoters to jump on board with a bigger event or a festival. Yeah. It's been crazy. Every night someone comes up to my booth and says, I buy everything coal mine karma chief puts out. I love everything. And that's like, really I, what other label, like, like that's saying something right there. Yeah. That's huge. Terry's just, he's on, so he's on a roll. He's, <laughs> he's on a biscuit. And I will speak for this tour and for Terry. Terry will tell you, and I'm sure you guys will all agree that he said this. He assigned people based on, can he hang with you? Like, mm. he like the music, but he's got to like you. I like, thought it was for our looks. And, for, mm. <laughs> and that too. Like, but he'll, no, he, he'll say like, I gotta have, have like a personal, like connect. We gotta like, and, and it, it's and that that's I think a lot why this tour like why we all got along because we all got along with Terry mm. and it that speaks for a lot your personal connections with people because also that says something about how you are to work with 
your openness to trying new things. I know that I want to like make make music with the, both these guys on the screen after this tour. You know, if they'd have me. Oh, yeah. we got a we got a Monophonics has a song with Kendra, so we're gonna be releasing that real soon. Mm. Cool. As soon as I get home, I gotta mix it. So, boom. When, yeah, so when are we gonna when are we gonna hear that then? We're gonna try and make it happen in New York and Boston. That's the goal. Ooh. I want to play it for. A, we gotta play it in New York. Yeah, that's my hometown. I can. Yeah, care. we got I vote for that. All right. Yeah, Curtis is like, yeah, I want to see that. In the Roosters where that. There's a rooster. There's two. They're somewhere over there. There they are. Oh, I heard it. Yeah, I heard it. He's like, yeah, I'm trying to get on this video. (laughs) Like, I'm doing an interview. (laughs) Well, this has been a lot of fun, everyone. And uh, we're very excited that uh, one of the biggest tours in in quite a while with bands that uh, we all love are out there together. Uh, There's still a few nights uh of this sage motel tour um maybe you'll get a chance to see monophonics and uh kendra morris do a special tune and uh yeah couldn't thank you enough for being here as always of course you're very welcome yeah thanks for your time thanks for having us curtis thank you curtis ladies and gentlemen matt stubbs kelly finnegan and kendra morris thank you guys
Yes, that's Sage Motel. Monophonics and Kelly Finnegan. Uh, big up to all of them. Big up to everybody this past week. Uh, Kelly Finnegan, Matt Stubbs from GA20, Kendra Morris, Sam Redmore. It's been uh, it's been an exciting week being able to just chat to everyone and, and uh, bring their stories to you. We've got about uh, just shy of 15 minutes left here on The Rendezvous. And uh, I will actually be away the next two weeks. Um, but I'll be... Um, I get back to the UK on Tuesday. And uh, next Sunday we'll be up up at Vinyl Bar in Glasgow. Myself, Pete Brady, uh, Graham Hanlon, uh, Mark Brown, and Weegee from, I think, 4 until 10 p.m. It's five pounds on the door. Uh, so do yourself a favor. Come in uh, if, you're, if you're near Glasgow. Stop by. You know, it's a fiver on Sunday. You got, you got nothing else to do except enjoy your Sunday with me like you always do, right? So, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for that. And... Um, and yeah, so I got a few more minutes. I'm going to be announcing the winner of that uh, Mama's Gun, Cure the Jones signed album after this from the greatest of all time, the one and only Mr. Curtis Mayfield.
Yes, from the greatest of all time, Mr. Curtis Mayfield, 1976. The album Give, Get, Take, and Have. That song's called Get a Little Bit. Get, Take, and Have. Oh, so good, so good. And uh, we're down to the last 10 minutes. And I'm very pleased to announce that the uh, that the winner of the signed uh, monofo- uh, sorry, uh, they signed uh, Mama's Gun album Cure the Jones signed by the entire band when they were here in New York last week uh, the winner is Jason Pugh or P- uh, Pugh P- uh, P- I think it's Pugh P-U-G-H Pugh Pug. uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right or wrong but Jason you are the big winner so uh, I just need you to get in touch and uh, let me know uh, where I can post it and um it looks like, uh, Jason, you're in the UK, and I'll be in the UK next week, so I'm not even going to pay a lot to post it. I'm going to mail it from there. What? Anyway, we've got 10 minutes left. It's been such a joy being here with you on The Rendezvous this week, and um, I'm excited to say that um, start in November, we're going to be doing a, a very, very fun uh, pledge drive, and uh, we've, uh, we've brought a bunch of designers in to do... Uh, a bunch of designs. We're going to have different t-shirts, uh, some slip mats, some bags, some, uh, some badges, some stickers. And, um, and, uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, keep, keep your eyes peeled for that. We'll be announcing that in uh, November. I believe, uh, that that will start on the 1st of November and run through maybe just till, till right around the new year. Um, and, uh, in the meantime, if, uh, you know, if you support us, uh, and you can support us both with uh, your attendance as well as your uh, your finances. Uh, please do, do us a favor and and uh, give a helping hand. Support.thefaceradio.com. Uh, as as many of you may or may not know, the licensing fees for uh, online radio went up exorbitantly this year, and um, we're all trying to figure out how we're going to make it work. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, any help is is uh, greatly appreciated. Uh, if you're tuned in on Totally Wired, you can also click that uh, button, Friends of Totally Wired, and continue to support there as well. So we got a few minutes left. I'm going to play more music. This one um, taken from uh, that compilation uh, that we mentioned earlier today called uh, With Love Volume 1, com- uh, compiled by Mish. And this is a, a cool one from South Funk Boulevard. It's called Be Together. Dissension has control. People of the world, we need each other now or never. I'm taking time to say, love is a better way. So open up your heart and free your soul.
Yeah, South Punk Boulevard, be together. And uh, brings us to the end of this week's show. My name is Curtis Powers. I've been with you uh, for the last two hours. This is The Rendezvous here on The Face Radio and Totally Wired Radio. Next up is our man Jeff Jervis and his blues and grooves. And up next on Totally Wired Radio, it's Warren Boogaloo with the Boogaloo Latin Soul Show. I will be back in, uh, I believe, two weeks' time. Um, Yes, I will be back. Is it two weeks? I will be gone next Sunday and the following Sunday. I'll be back in two weeks. And, um, yeah, it's been a pleasure being here with you. Uh, Continue to tune in. Uh, wherever you're tuned in. We appreciate you all greatly. And uh, obviously, you're the reason we do it. So thanks so much to uh, my guests this week, Sam Redmore. Uh, Thanks so much to uh, Kelly Finnegan, uh, Matt Stubbs of GA20, Kendra Morris. Thanks to Matt from Rap and Soul. Thanks to... uh, um, uh, Tony Bonyata uh, at Pavement PR uh, for making those interviews happen and uh, I'll see you in two weeks it's been a pleasure hope to see you in Glasgow on the 23rd at Vinyl Bar ta
crazy thing, uh, but 